Can Santa see everything? Oh yeah, Santa can see everything. Even if I pick my nose. <laughs> wow, the silence was deafening. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAPS Loop Podcast. My name is Larry Burden and she shouldn't be confused with Mr. Heat Miser. It's Danielle Brostrom and she's looking for a tree that just needs a little love. It's Steffi Light. I'm not really sure about that look. You do know Heat Miser, right, Danielle? No, just... I, no I have no idea. Oh, he, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Christmas special. Oh, Mr. Heat I know Miser, Rudolph. Mr. Cold Miser. No, I know oh, Rudolph. That's his name. Oh. Never knew his name. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Definitely going to have to send you some links. That's like a famous. Uh, anyway, Mr. Heat, not Mr. Heat Miser. Okay. Are you sure, okay. Larry? Yes, I'm absolutely <laughs> confident. I thought that was a safe one. All right. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. The pod just got derailed. Completely derailed before we even got started. How about this? I usually get through the opening before that happens. As always. By the way, did, uh, Steffi, did you get my reference? Um, like another... the Charlie Brown tree? See? Steffi's got this. It's anyway. not my fault my mom didn't let me watch <laughs> things on TV. Off. I was feeling pretty confident about that. Okay. As always, before cutting into this week's meet of the show, I'd like to give you the gift of a moment of zen. Kindness is like snow. It beautifies everything it covers. So with that, let's let's share some kindness uh, with our annual, I'm very excited about this, annual TCAPS Loop holiday gift guide, typically STEM related. And I'm not even going to, you know, give us too much preamble here. Let's just jump right into it. What do we got? What's under the, what's in the stocking? What's under the tree? Good well, questions. Yeah. Can, can I say something first? <laughs> and may, maybe this was just me, but I struggled with the gift guide this year. I feel like usually the, this prepping for this particular podcast comes a lot easier. But this year, I feel like I need things that are going to fill a whole lot of time that don't feel like computer school that are pretty easy for kids to use on their own because I need them to use it over there quietly. Um, bonus points if they can do it with their sibling. And um, frankly, I don't want to pay a lot. And I need something that has long lasting use. So I, I think I, I looked at this with a different lens after being home with my kids and trying to fill this time with things that are educational. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I absolutely. Think yeah, Steffi, what was your, because uh, I think we all had maybe a bit of a criteria. I know I did. What was your criteria? Well, I was, um, I would say the same in terms of getting into some projects that are uh, absorbing and some away from the screen, more creative. And then there were some things that I think we've I, I was now I'm questioning myself, like, did we talk about some of the my list last year? Because there, I'm finding that we're pulling out things that we've had and like, you know, trying things, you know, all this time. It's like, OK, well, let's see what's way back in the back of the game closet. Like, I feel like we're using stuff that we haven't used. So maybe it's OK to be recycling some gift ideas because maybe they're going to be new for some people. 
I like that. Uh, you know, for, for me, I think I was with Danielle. I was looking for replayability, mm-hmm. you know, something that's not, there's so much, so many one use uh, toys out there. So many or one or two or whatever. So replayability, something that would spark a little creativity. And I desperately tried to stay reasonable with the price, though one of them probably wasn't so much one of the ones that I had. But for the most part, because I think everybody's kind of looking at their budget right now and, you know, with with caution. So uh, with that, who wants to start? I think that we may have talked about this, but we have a loom set to do like you can do wall hangings and it is I can we'll have a link, but don't ask my kids how they feel about the loom, but it became, I made it a family project, which they do not love. But when they do it on their own, I think it's a really engaging activity and it's fun to see what you come up with and it's relaxing. And I wish I had all the time in the world to just loom things. And there's lots of ways you can even make a loom. You can just use an old picture frame and use nails, um, but you can also, there's lots of places to buy them and they are not expensive. That sounds like a nice little mindfulness tool as well. You can just kind of get lost in it. Kind of like knitting, right? It almost sounds like more of a (laughs) grown-up tool. Well, the one I I have is it's made for kids. So maybe that says something about my ability to craft. Do you know, Steffi, after your recommendation, we bought one of those for our kids. And, of course, they argued because they didn't want to work (laughs) together on it, blah, blah, blah. And it is large. Um, but they've created a ton of things. But one of the coolest things was after they bought it, they were showing it to their grandparents via FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we ordered one for them as well. One of the big Melissa and Doug ones. And I mean, they're elderly. So moving uh-huh. the big needle through was good for them too. And it was it was cool to see them like sharing the loom projects via FaceTime. So oh, that's good fun. recommendation. I kind of want a loom set now. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can do really neat things with theirs. I don't do amazing things, but there are some super creative, awesome, very thing, things you'd want to hang up. That's not what I've made so much, but um, that is that is possible. I feel like you can actually finish a project too on there. It's not like when you got those little latch hook kits as a kid, and then you got about four rows done, and then never went back to it because I, it was... I think I had some of those in the box my parents brought over that were about that much done from when I was in third grade. Ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> oh, she got um, that one. <laughs> I got that one. Um, my um, gift idea is origami. We've oh, been doing yes. a lot of origami in our house. We got some origami books and um, paper and the kids can do it together. And they've been creating all kinds of, I mean, you guys should see my house. One of my kids said, mom, nobody's coming over anyway. So I'm sure you don't care if we hang these from the ceiling. Go for it. So literally surrounding me right now, there are paper cranes and paper stars. And it's it's kind of beautiful. And it's it's pretty cool to see the things that they've made. So origami books are a hit in our house. That's awesome. About five years ago, maybe well, more than that now, I try to forget. Um, not, not the origami kit, but how long it's been. My kiddos definitely did an origami fad for about a year and a half, and they had so much fun. And there were so many cranes all over the house, hanging from everywhere. <laughs> and of course, you know, one of the ne- it's a positive and a negative. You can't throw any of them away. Oh no! It's, each one is very special. So you will put those in a box and give them to your kiddos when they're like in their forties, and then they'll talk about them on a podcast. Remember when? 
I don't want to jump in, but I want this. Oh, jump in. Go ahead. Okay. So I want to share, you know how we feel about Mel.org. Love it. Mm -hmm. If you're in Mel.org and you look under H, there is a whole reference section on hobbies and crafts. There's a whole section on origami. There's a whole section on so many different crafts. And I thought if if you have a crafty child or someone you want to gift something crafty, if you go in and just identify one of the projects and then pull together some of those tools that you would need, that would be a great way to explore some new crafts. But there is there is so much there and you can search. You can search for origami. There's also, you can search by kids crafts. There's also a section where you can search by STEM projects. And again, Mel is a fabulous resource, but specific to what we're talking about, I just wanted to point out the hobbies and crafts section on Mel. That wasn't even planned. Do you see that? We are so in sync, Steffi. <laughs> I could probably learn to really up my loom game if I when I find the right uh, tutorial on Mel. So watch for something fabulous coming in about seven years when I finish the Loom project. The fun thing about that too, is that I know uh, Steph or uh, Danielle, you had mentioned that sometimes some of the gifts that you were looking for were things that the kids could do on their own. But I think both the origami and the looming are things that you can also share time mm -hmm. and have some fun with and, you know, lose yourself in as a, as an adult in some creativity um, you know, a, a little bit of a mindful space doing it with the kids, because once you actually get started on a project, you're going to be in your project and you're in, well, you're also doing it together, sharing quality time with your kids, still not bad. That makes me sound bad, Larry, that I was looking for something that I wanted them to do over there quietly because I'm with them all day. There's a balance. There's a balance. The, the nice thing is they can do it quietly and you can do it quietly on your own. See, that's a nice thing. You could be in the kitchen looming and they could be in the dining room looming. And then you could share your looming projects together. That sounds very versatile. I'm, I'm already very excited about looming. Okay. I'm throwing in one more um, in the arts sort of area. I really love what comes from screenagers. And they had a non-tech gift guide that's out. And um, I hope that none of my family members are listening, but there is a ink set with a, like a, it would be like a dip pen, you know, the kind of a metal tipped pen. Um, but the little ink sets are just beautiful little jars and then a sketchbook and the pens. Again, one of those projects that you have to, you know, kind of slow down to work on and take some time. But the people in my family receiving this, I hope will really enjoy because the, the little bottles are beautiful. And then the art that you can create with that just sounds, again, like something you can work on. And it's a different kind of a medium. Um, so I appreciated the list of that Screenager shared. And that's one that um, has been pulled out for gifting in my household. So there's a question. What um what resources did you guys use to find your your gifts besides Google? Um, yeah, I still <laughs> love the engineering gift guide that's put out by Purdue. I think mm. that's that's a yearly yearly look for me. Oh, um, I forgot and about then, that. You had mentioned yeah, that that's year. that's a good one. And then um the Mets group actually this year put out a 2020 gift guide. So Mets is that Michigan educational technology specialist. Um, they do EdTech PD across Michigan, and they put out a 2020 gift guide. And then other than that, yeah, just talking to other families and researching myself. Steffi, what'd you look at? I mean, screenagers for sure. 
And then, um, you know, so actually when I was looking on that site and then I would um, check out some of the resources then in those other sites, it would say, okay, so something else you might like, like I kind of went down that rabbit hole, like it would open up into the art store site. And then I was like, oh, this looks really, you know, I, f I found things when I was into those resources that I hadn't looked at maybe in the past. Yeah. But again, here, you know, hearing from other families, what's been popular or what they're thinking has been a, a big piece of it too. Do you know who wants a um, STEM related gift in my house? It's not my children, hint, hint. Ooh. Uh, it's my husband, believe it or not. Is he going to be listening or can we talk about it? He he um he says that he listens, so let's let's do this as a test. <laughs> he keeps hinting to me how he wants a raspberry pie and then he talks to me like I don't know what it is. He's like, Hey, do you know about this raspberry pie thing? Like, yeah, I actually do. It's like I think I want to get one so I can do some retro gaming. Do you know what retro gaming is? Don't talk to me like I'm a two-year-old. Yes, I know what retro gaming is. So my husband would like a raspberry pie. He's still pie. 2017. <laughs> right but I, I think sometimes like we we think about the kids with these kinds of gifts but sometimes we forget that the grown-ups appreciate these kind of gifts too so absolutely there's so much you can do it's just like this gateway into making like it can do so much one of my kiddos was has been contracted to create a, a stand-up game of I can't say too much but um of an old video game for another family member. So he's on the hunt to find the, the case so then he can build it out with the raspberry pie, which is what's inside the Pac-Man machine he made for my birthday. He used a raspberry pie for that. Wait a second. He built it up. It's a tabletop one. It's fabulous. You know, someone had an old one and then he took the guts out and used a raspberry pie. And it has, it has all the old games that you can think of, but I, I'm a primarily a, a Pac-Man person. So. That just sparked some ideas. You know, I'm doing some remodeling in the house right now. And I was thinking, hmm, a little tabletop uh, retro game gaming system. That might be fun. Well, if you, um, you know, I have a kiddo whose robotic season is going to be not the same this year. So there'll be a lot more free time. So we might be cranking out more of those. <laughs> Put me on the, uh, the customer list. <laughs> okay. Steffi, did you bring books? Because I always I love sure to hear did. your book. I did bring books. Um, I wanted to share the Myself in Books list, which is a book, a list of inclusive books that were put together by school library people across the state. And it ranges from pre-K through 12th grade, or there's some books that even I think grown-ups would enjoy. Um, we'll share that in the notes, but I wanted to share a couple of my favorites from the list. Um, I was on the elementary committee, but I also did, I can't help but read some of the older ones as well. Um, but one of my favorite books that's a, a recent one is Fry Bread. It is a book about a Native American family story and how Fry Bread is integral to the family and to the culture. And it's great for littles because the pictures are very engaging, but there's also a great deal of endnotes information in the end notes that really is uh, very informative. So it's um, it's educational for older kiddos too. But definitely check out Fry Bread. It's just a beautiful book. Um, and then for for our upper L, four fives, um, there's a book Once Upon an Eid. And it's 
short stories that focus on the holiday Eid. I thought it was just a fun read. There's stories that are funny. There's stories that are touching. There's, they're also, again, they're not meant to be teaching about Eid, but just because of all the experiences and the, the life that's happening around the holiday, you pick up a lot about the holiday. Um, I thought it was a fabulous book. I would recommend that one for sure. And then Black Brother, Black Brother for middle school, a great story, coming of age, uh, two brothers, um, different darknesses of skin tone. And so they're both treated very differently. And the experiences that they have as they're trying to kind of navigate how people see them and how they're um, treated in the world and then how they interact with each other and their family. Uh, I think kids can relate to the feelings of fitting in and not fitting in and just figuring out the whole growing up thing. So I loved that one as well. But the book or the book list is extensive and um, it's worth checking out if you're looking for a gift idea that would include a book. It's a great list. And where was that? What was that list again? Myself in Books. And it's on the MAME website, the Michigan Association of Media Educators, the School Library Association for Michigan. Um, and we'll share that out as well. Steffi, um, I want to share. I'm sure you already know about this because you always share book ideas with me. But somebody just shared with me Kazoo Magazine. Do you know about Kazoo Magazine? I don't know that. No. What? Kazoo Magazine. We um, checked some out from the library so that we could check them out um, and just look through them and see what they were. And they are gorgeous. I would say they're probably, well, both my little and my big loves them. So maybe ages eight to 12. And uh, they're, they're just incredible magazines um, covering science, art, history, uh, powerful female role models, um, super um, intricate puzzles and crafts. And the stories wow. in there are just really, really engaging and they're, they're just phenomenally done. Um, I think that's what we're going to splurge on for our girls this year is um, a subscription to Kazoo. So oh, I think you should definitely check those out. Um, this is, is it... really interesting. These are the, the, the art and the design on these is, is super. What, what age group? I would say probably eight to 12. But like I said, my five-year-old likes them too. I just have to read them to her. Oh, they're saying five to 12. They mm -hmm. celebrate girls, but it wouldn't have to be just for girls, I think. Uh, ages five to 12 for being strong, smart, fierce, and true to themselves. We pack every 64-page ad-free issue with science, art, comics, games, crafts, recipes, stories, and inspiration. That's awesome. You'd be pretty um, psyched about how they uh, do representation with like female role models. and That might have just uh, filled a hole on my shopping list. Thank you. Yay. And what kid doesn't doesn't like getting something in the mail throughout right. the year? That's kind of a fun something to leaf through too. That's you know that's tangible and not a screen. On that same note of things that come in the mail, um, I I did stationery for everybody in my family. I don't know that they'll be thrilled to have it, but I'll be thrilled that they have it because I love it when they write notes and mail letters. And we're I'm a stickler for thank you notes. So I, um, everybody in the family is getting stationery that has their names on it. So we'll see how that goes. They, they might not be so excited. No, this is a heartwarming gift guide, you guys. This is, you know, I love it that. makes you feel good. I love that. That's taking this, the, the STEM idea, the STEM gift guide idea and, and flipping a little bit 
flipping it a little bit. And instead of giving them a gift that they can do STEM with, you're using STEM to create a gift. And I think having that mindset, having our, our kiddos see their parents building and creating a gift, that's, that's some great modeling to show our, our kiddos. I think that's awesome. I think I also saw this in the screenagers. It may have been on the same gift list, but they have um, just an alarm clock. But what it does is when when it goes off, it releases a scent. So it's like you put essential oil in it, and so it's you're wet. You're woken up by this lovely scent. So I, again, hopefully my kids aren't listening, but I did. We're going to try that and see. You know, anything to keep the lure of the phones away. Going along those ideas of creating and I'm going to expand a little bit too, thinking outside yourself. Um, I've seen a lot of posts recently on social media from our nursing homes that are, they have these adorable photos of people holding up boards that say, you know, my name is Fred. I really like puzzle books and homemade cards. And we're, we're going to look through and make cards for nursing home residents this year. I think it's important to think about those populations that maybe haven't seen family or are, are really, really struggling this time of year. And I think it's it's good for kids too. It's good for all of us. I agree. And, and the, you know, I haven't seen family and probably won't be able to over the holidays. So I saw the, I saw some of those same posts and, and just sweet little things that people are interested in fuzzy socks and, Diet Coke and sweet candies. And then it'll say like sugar-free in the parentheses, probably the caregiver has written the sugar-free part in, but very sweet. The best gift is giving every time. Anything else we have? See, I, I'm looking at my list now and I'm like, wah, 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 to be honest, because in, actually I wanted to share this. I was looking, you know, I did the usual look, just kind of Googled it and went to, through some different sites. And wow, similar to what you were saying, Danielle, just so disappointed in the single-use devices, the the very expensive toys, a lot of throwaway, a lot of plastic, and actually the the stuff that I did have on the my list was predominantly very plastic, and those were hard. Even even that was hard to come by. So it's I think it's difficult for uh, for a parent to find inspiring, usable, long-lasting gifts that I think will hold a a kid's attention that a family can feel good about. I agree. It, it is getting harder, Larry, because I feel like that STEM is such a buzzword now. So any toy is saying that they are STEM and you used to have like, you know, the one coding robot and everyone was all excited about it. Now there are hundreds of them. And Danielle, when you were mentioning like STEM being, you know, a buzz and thrown onto different toys, I mean, the same things happened with books. Like they'll just throw in a character and then claim it. So I think it's um, it's great to have a focus on STEM, but it makes the job of sifting through things a little bit harder because sometimes it's it's just thrown in there and it's it's not integral to, to making a stronger story in some way. I don't know. I just feel like we're looking for something different this year, something that's more authentic and heartfelt. There was a company called Tech Will Save Us they had a bunch of interesting stuff. I don't know how, I don't know the quality 
of them because you never really do because they were kind of kits, but they seemed like kits that you could use and use and use and use. One was a, um, a synth wave kit. You built it with elect, you know, uh, with capacitors, with uh, jumper wires, you know, the, the typical, um, you know, electronics kit, but you could actually make a musical instrument, a synth instrument out of it. And that's the piece that I thought, okay, if you can actually then do something with it, you know, make music, make some sounds, I think that puts it into a different category. And I thought that was really, really pretty fun. And then the last thing was uh, magnetiles, which are very expensive. Magnetiles, they're um, the best. Which, but exactly, you know, back in the day when when I was a kid, one of the things that I loved was the uh, it was an off-brand Lego kit, so it was super cheap that they don't actually make anymore. But there wasn't anything that you were supposed to build with them; mm-hmm. you could just build whatever you want. And I got that sense with the magnetiles as well. Is it's just a bunch of shapes, and you can kind of do whatever you want with them. And I love that. And plus it was three, it does have those three-dimensional concepts that you're working through and, and the design isn't just a, a, a flat piece upon piece. You can really, you know, create different shapes. And I was like, I would play, if I had that, I would play with that. That would be one that I would continue to use and use and use. But it is, it, it, those are a bit pricey. They are, but they also last forever. And they, you know, what, like I've seen, you know, the kids graduated into like building things like ramps and stuff for cars with that, you know, as they get older, like you could, you can keep going with them. But Larry, yes, like the open-ended, you know, so many Lego sets have gotten focused on building it exactly the way that the kit comes and versus, you know, when we were kids, at least at our house, we just had a big bucket of Legos. Like we didn't, we just, you just built whatever. Um, and I, I love toys that are opened and ended like that, like magnetiles or a big bucket of Legos or whatever it is. That tends to last a lot longer. Let me throw out one more like um, homemade making it kind of thing. So I, I inflict on my family a homemade Christmas project each year. And this year I'm, I'm trying to blend the, the tech and the non-tech. So I'm, the kids are, have been instructed to pick out their favorite memes that represent 2020. And then we're printing them out and putting them in a scrapbook that represents 2020. And like the things that mean something to you, like, you know, my youngest was like, you pick the ones that aren't that funny. And I was like, okay, but they're meaningful to me. I think this one is funny. And so everybody comes to the table with whatever they want to put in. So I'm hoping down the road, when we look back on 2020, we'll have this family project that we can look at and reflect on the memes and I anyway, love that. I think we'll that's, see how it goes. What a, what a great lesson for the kids to, to um, especially looking back on it um, in the future to recognize that everybody has a different perspective on yeah. the same time frame. That's a great and fun. Well, little, I'll provide a lot of snacks, yeah. which will be what they'll be most excited about, but I'll love the time sitting together, all of us doing something. They'll love the snacks. I hope. Can this be a future pod, seriously, where you share all of your, like, family project ideas? Because that's what I need in, like, October so I can prepare. That's it. That's that's all I got. But I do have to say that homemade Christmas in years past has become, there will be moments where I curse that we do that because I'm so overwhelmed getting everything pulled together. And then it's like, ah, and then I'm Googling best homemade. Can I order a homemade project? <laughs> 
no, can't do that. You know, that's a learned skill as well as a, as a parent, you know, you develop your skill set and your traditions through, through the years. And the earlier you start, the more proficient you're going to be as you get older. And that is a, um, a tradition. Almost any holiday tradition is, it's amazing how important those things are to your children, even though they may him and haw about them. Mm-hmm. As time goes on, those are the touchstones that um, they remember and gives them uh, some foundational, some foundation, which in a, in a, this, you know, crazy kind of world of change and anxiety, those are the things that actually ground them and are very, very important specifically during the holidays. And if your kids roll their eyes about it, it's okay. Sometimes it's even better. Push push through. (laughs) What is it? Thick skin, short memory. And snacks. <laughs> and snacks. I think that's the secret. If you provide s- just scads of food, they don't, yeah. they just forget about the other stuff that they're doing in the, at the time. So, I mean, <laughs> if you are going to Moomers, the, um, the gingerbread kits are a must do. You can take, they package it up. You can do everything at home. The gingerbread is built and you get to do the, the fun part, the decorating. I love what they, I love that they make those available and there's houses and, Slays and gingerbread people. The ultimate STEM gift it is a gingerbread house. It is. So there's definitely a food theme. I have one other quick thing. You were talking about I'm family really, tradition. I'm getting very hungry right now. <laughs> so this, I don't even, it's a long story how it all started, but this is a tradition in my extended family. But on Christmas Eve, everybody makes whatever they want and there's no coordination. So we call it mishy mashy, and you can end up with you end up with the craziest stuff, but it's, that's something that my kids have gotten into doing and we're all just making something together, but not the same thing, right? Like five different things, you know, and there's no pressure. Like one year, my dad bought reindeer shaped cheese and that was his thing. You could do whatever you want. There's no rules. Danielle's down there going, I'm just trying to keep the kids out of the kitchen, man. <laughs> right now, I just want them out of the kitchen. Some people have a very nice Christmas Eve dinner. We have a mishy-mashy. A great, fun uh, thing to do as, as the family. And again, it comes it all comes back down to eating. Then anything else on the list, guys? All right. Uh, tech tool of the week. Uh, Steffi has a tech tool of the week this week. What? what? I can't remember what my tech tool was. You just told me yesterday. I know. Doing? It's the Denos Museum site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Like a, like a well-oiled machine. We are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's a fabulous site. I would highly recommend it. The resources for educators are amazing. And we have such a gem over there that I need to spend more time there when we can. And, and physically, I mean. And then also, the but just check out the website great ideas for how to um, share different exhibits that they have. You know, they have the Inuit art collection. That's amazing. And lots and lots of educational resources to go along with that. So yes, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> Anytime. You know, doing a plug for some of the um, educational free resources that are out there. I would also plug Interlochen Arts Academy. I know that a lot of their concerts and things right now are, are free. They're doing the Nutcracker, I think, this weekend. 
Um, yeah. Just being able to watch those at home with my family is, is important. Absolutely. That's a great idea. All right, tutorials and updates. Uh, again, you know, we do this every week, it seems, uh, and I think it's very relevant, TCAP's tech help site. It's a great place for uh, our staff members to find support. I know everybody's still got tons of questions on you know, how to best do this remote learning thing. So uh, if you have questions, that's a great place to find some answers. Uh, and uh, again, tcaps247.com. And check out the Denos Absolutely. Museum site. That would be on there as well. Um, in closing, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPSLoop. At Brostrom DA. At Steffi Light. All right. Subscribe to the podcast on Podbean. And these are all real, Steffi. Uh, podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Downcast, Overcast, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Even the Heat Miser knows that TuneIn is a thing. I'm going to that Heat Miser. <laughs> like the podcast. Leave a review on iTunes. It really does help the pod show up on the aggregators. And we also love hearing from you. Thanks for listening and inspiring. That amazing um, Hamilton video, the Rudolph Hamilton. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely be Googling Hamildorf, Hamil, 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 <laughs> Rudolph, Ham, Hamdorf. Hamildorf, Ham, Hamildorf, Ham, Hamildorf, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hamel Dolph. It's great. <laughs>